The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. Sunshine, swimming pools, green grass, and great conversation. It's summertime, and this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything be wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. It is a good day, and we're going to make it even better here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Glad you are along with us for our conversational ride, Twix Now and 10 o'clock. Whether you're sipping your coffee at your uh, dining room table or at the uh, deck outside, whether you're in your car on your way to work or just out driving around or taking your morning walk, where I discover a lot of people listen to us with their headphones out uh, walking and jogging and so on. Whatever you're doing, we're glad you're with us. Give us a little bit of time. Give us all three hours. Whatever works for you is perfectly okay with us, but we are glad you are here. 72 degrees right now at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 69 at the Highlands, 68 in Elm Grove, and 70 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling. In the heart of the Ohio Valley, our Skywatch warn, weather-worn woman is uh, Garen. She says the sun was out and is going away. It is. It's going away quickly. It's super humid, and it's actually so humid I had to attempt How to do my hair today. How humid is it? Oh. Yes. I, I had to try to tame it. Oh, it's that bad. I woke up, and it was looking, like, rough. Mixture of sun and clouds today to kick off the week. Uh, we're looking for some showers and pop-up thunderstorms this afternoon. Highs in the upper 70s. Cloudy skies tomorrow, temperatures in the low 70s. Again, more pop-up showers. Early morning shower on Wednesday. Looks like Thursday is going to be the sunny day of the week this week. Uh, 710 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. You know, Bob, um, we've seen several of these, and I don't mean this critically, I agree with them, politically correct movements to change the names of baseball teams, right? You know, Washington Redskins can't be the Redskins. Cleveland Indians can't be the Indians. So they've changed. Let's see, what are the Indians? Are the, are the Guardians now? Is that right? I believe I that is that, what they yeah. call them, Howard. And what is, what is Washington now? They were originally Commanders. This, Commanders. Her. Sorry. Way they, to they, go, they, Darren. That's, that's her that's team probably, though. Yeah. They, they were originally just the Washington team or something like that. Then they, they became the – well, we have another one of these. Now, again, I am, I'm in complete agreement with not using ethnic names. I'm, I'm, I'm for that. That's politically correct, and I want to be politically correct. There's a point at which you cross the line. Are we crossing? We're crossing the line. Oh, my God. A collegiate summer league baseball team in Georgia has been asked to change its name. They're called the Macon, because they're Macon, Georgia. They're called the Macon Bacon. And the Physicians Committee on Responsible Medicine says the, the team's name promotes glorification of unhealthy food. There is a hockey team called the Stinky Pinkies, and this is what we're worried about? <laughs> I was going a whole different direction where you were going with that, Howard, because I remember a, a slogan from when I was young. That's where I thought you were going with that. Making bacon, again, going back to my youth, if somebody on the corner said they were making bacon – you know what they were saying, Howard. Were they, they were doing? getting it on. They you were, know, if yeah, you, if yeah, you were, yeah. yeah, yeah no, you, they, no, no, well, geez, maybe that would be a little more offensive. That's I'm, what I, I thought I, they I, were I, offending someone no, with the making bacon. No, no, making bacon's glorification of bacon, a processed meat that raises the risk of colorectal cancer and other diseases, sends the wrong message to their fans. <laughs> this is from the committee, Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine. I urge you. To update the team's name to Macon Facon Bacon. <laughs> I've been out of the South for too long. And uh, recommend alternatives like the Facon Bacon, which is a plant-based bacon. I'm thinking County Line should be their mascot. Macon County, County Line. Line. There you go. I, I got play that. for the County Line. I'm just saying, you know, changing the Redskins, I got it. Changing the Indians, I get it. Macon Bacon? Get rid of the Bacon name? Now, I'll be brutally honest. What has happened here is I have done exactly what the Physicians Committee of Responsible Medicine wants to be done. There isn't a single serious soul who's considering this. 
The people in Macon, Georgia, aren't thinking about changing the name of their baseball team. Nobody takes the – this is just one of those groups that does – like PETA, they do things to create PR. And then talk show hosts like, well, us end up talking about it. So what do you think, Bob, uh, if we did a poll, should they change it to Macon, Faken, Bacon, or, or – I say keep it. Keep See, it right where it's at. I just sometimes. have some fun with it. Have a bacon giveaway. Or, sometimes, yeah, that's right. Sometimes, just kidding. And yes. Howard, I, I've got something unpleasant. I guess we might as well just get right to it. Right, Let's now. get to it. Oh, jeez. You know, it was the timing thing, Howard. I hope you just don't take this personal. You know, it was with Kayleen being out of town. We got together this past uh, weekend, uh, kind of without you. And um, I'm sorry. We're following our. Wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. What? Well. Hold on again. I don't want to upset you too much. <laughs> Thought we'd do it on the air, though. We want everybody to know our our, our plans, we our de- our, our demands. <laughs> yes, Howard, our demands. We're, we are following our commandos' lead in Russia. We are taking over. We are making some changes here. We're not happy with our leadership, Howard, and that is you. So we want to tell everyone right now, uh, when Lola comes in, we're hoping the Pine Room boys are with us on this. We really need their support. But, yes, uh, there, there is changes coming, Howard. Uh, we're not happy here. Just remember what happened in Russia. That group thought they were going to take over, and they spent about 12 hours trying to do it, and then <laughs> the heavy boot of Putin came down on them. Are you comparing yourself to Putin? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying keep in mind not all military coups or coups will be successful. We have demands, Howard. What are your demands? <laughs> we'll talk after the show. <laughs> uh, 714 here on the watchdog. Now, now you got me all concerned. Uh, here, I, I am in charge. I am in charge. Here's what we're going to talk about today. WVU's got a new interim basketball coach. We'll talk about that. Forbes magazine puts Wheeling as one of the top friendly, family-friendly cities in the country. Uh, Vice Mayor Chad Thalman coming in with me to talk about that. Uh Nearly 100 of Jim Justice's properties went up for auction this week. Sounds like they're gone. Oh, boy. Brad Macklin in to give us some tales on that and some other uh, Jim Justice stories, even though, of course, the governor has asked us to step back. The media, just step back. Stop covering these stories. And we have something really exciting coming up in the 9 o'clock hour this morning. Our chief comedy writer, poll creator, and intern, Garen is going to do a stand-up comedy bit. I don't know. Are you going to stand up or sit down? I'll probably be seated. A stand-up, sit-down comedy bit for us uh, <laughs> this morning. All part of her intern program. Stand-up comedy. Be prepared. Oh, we are going to laugh and laugh. I hope so. Yeah, we better laugh and laugh. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. That's some of what I've got coming up for you. What do you have coming up for me? 304-214-1600. The text line, 304 214 1600, or you are welcome to use the Frio Stack Auction Service Hotline, 304-232-8255. 716 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. So 100 of Jim, you know, in all seriousness, I talked to McCabe about this on Friday, Bob. Part of me wants to try to be kind to the governor, but, geez, at some point you just got to have to, I mean, you can't ignore these stories. I know he says step back. I know he says, you know, will you and the media just leave me and my family alone? We'll get things taken care of. But you're the governor, and it's not one story. It's multiple stories that keep coming out. So uh, coming up next, I got Brad Macklin coming in to bring us up to speed on the latest uh, on the auction, the properties being auctioned off that were auctioned off, and also some issues about health care premiums for the governor and his companies. Those stories straight ahead with Brad next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hoppy Kurtzel will talk line on Metro News. We're here weekdays, 10 till noon, talking with you. We can give kids a hand up when they're going to school, but if they cannot tighten their belt and pay off their own student loans and not take out loans for anything more than what they absolutely need to attend school, then this won't happen. Our country is being drowned in the depth. Talk line, weekdays at 10.06. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Oh, there's something so real about living local. 
Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. It's the last time that I'll tell you just how much I really care. This is the last song I'll ever sing for you. You come looking for the light, and it won't be there, but I love As Edward Bear is the last song here at 719 on the Watchdog Morning Show as we start our uh, Bumper Music Monday with uh, some breakup songs today, I think, right? Yeah, a little uh, breaking up is hard to do, Howard. Ba-bum, ba-bum, bum, ba-bum, bum, bum, breaking up is hard to do. Neil Sedaka sang that once. 72 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 69 at the Highland, 68 in Elm Grove, and 70 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Brad McElhinney with us from Metro News. Good morning, Brad. Oh, hi. Good morning, Howard. You know, I, 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 I say this in seriousness. I feel a little bit bad because the governor has asked us, you and me and Hoppy and, and Stephen Adams and, and Mark, all the rest of The governor has asked us all to step back and stop picking on his family businesses. And, oh, man. And yeah. here, here, we, here I go picking on his business again. But I, I feel like we have to, but kind of feel like, kind of feel sad that I can't do what the governor wants me to do. It's our duty. It's our duty. Yes. Uh, Stephen Adams of the Ogden newspapers had a story over the weekend about some of the the, ta- the tax and and payment problems of the governor's businesses. And I said, you know, we're not supposed to do this. That's what I said on Twitter. But, you know, here we are. We are but, supposed, you step know, back. Step back, I think is the phrase. Step back. We need to step back. But there are... They just keep coming, so what do you do? <laughs> we previewed this story a week or so ago, or maybe longer, you and I did. The governor had some properties that were going to go up for auction uh, because of pro- lack of payment of property taxes. And we all have heard here about sheriff's auctions or foreclosures or what have you. Many of us may have gone through them. We read them in the paper every quarter or whatever. The following property is up for sale. So now the auctions have occurred. The governor has lost some property. Yeah, you know, and that's why I thought, despite the governor's plea to knock it off, I, I thought, well, you know, we, we left it there, but these sales were upcoming, and it only makes sense to go back and see what happened. Like, theoretically, the governor or his um, his his financial folks could have paid the taxes on these properties at the last second, and, you know, that would have been worth reporting. All right, well, they made good on it. It's, it's fine. He's still got the property. Well— Upon looking, that that is not what has happened so far. They indeed were sold about 100 properties. Okay, about 100 properties specifically in the governor's name, James C. Justice II, were sold at auction in Raleigh and McDowell counties. There there were other properties of justice businesses, uh, Bluestone Coal, National Coal, and others, uh, dozens of those that were also sold. And I've mentioned them, but, you know, one of the governor's asks of us was leave my, leave my family's businesses alone. His, his kids, Jay and Jill, are running those, and they're doing the best they can. They'll make good on them. So he, he has asked, leave those alone. But it, it's so commingled, it's hard. Anyway, I focused on the one specifically in the name of James C. Justice, and they're not in his possession anymore. They, they sold to a variety of entities. The, the, the auditor's rules, a couple of things. These went into default about two years ago, so there's been all kinds of time to make good on the taxes already. But even still, the, the, the prior owner of the properties could come in still and, and make good on the taxes and get them back. So there's... 
it gives you every chance in the world. Brad, I know what the properties went for, and but I, I don't know exactly what the property taxes that were due were. The point I'm trying to get to is it really couldn't have been that much, right? I mean, the property taxes, given that he owes millions of dollars to banks and, and fines and everything else, really the property tax on these properties couldn't have been that much. No, I, I counted up what the the original value was listed by the counties, and it came up to the, the lots for justice, James C. Justice, about $75,000. Now, I was looking this morning, and it looks like some of those lots sold for more than what they were listed. It's it's a little bit of a challenge because there's gotcha. so many and so much math. But, um, but you know, about 75000 And if you had at one point been the state's only billionaire, you would think that would be affordable to you. So it's, it's a real puzzle about what the financial standing is for James C. Justice II. My question, and, my question to you would be, and I guess your answer is it's a puzzle, my question to you would be, why would he let these, for this relatively small amount of money, heck, I could pay that. Why would the governor let that go up for auction? Isn't, isn't paying $75,000, Just we'll just use that as the number, it might be a little bit higher, a little bit less, isn't paying $75,000 worth it to get the story off the front page? You would think so, and to have you know the future value of the properties. The, the companies have other debts, uh, right. one of which is trying to pay off what, what remains of Credit Suisse, which in itself has been bought up. Uh, so I, I would think so, and it's also, well, a couple things. You know, I, I think it's important to point out that these are property taxes that were owed. Um, McDowell, Wyoming, and Raleigh County are not the richest counties ever. The money for property taxes goes mainly to schools, but to other local government services. So even though it's relatively a small amount, you would think, for West Virginia's only billionaire, it's money that, that counts locally toward the upkeep of the school system. So it's it's just I I agree with you. It's it's an odd situation, and I I did think it was important to go back and look to see what happened because justice and his businesses have gotten in this position in other counties before, and they have gone in and once alerted to the debt they've paid. Sometimes at the last second, but they've paid. That's not been the case here. Again, it just thoroughly confuses me. I get the big bills. The, the Credit Suisse, the, um, uh, the, the, the federal fines, those kinds of things. Because those numbers are big numbers, it's not easy to dig around the couch cushions and find money to pay those, especially if, as some suggest, his finances are dwindling. But $75,000, it just, it just, I don't get it. I, I truly don't get it. I, just, forget, the, forget the future value of the property. I would just think $75,000 is worth the saving yourself from having Howard and Brad talk about it on the radio again. You, you would think. One, one thing that I, I theorize but don't know. So, all right, this is, this is conjecture based on observation of all of these. Um, there, there are a couple of major situations with lenders. Uh, one is the former Credit Suisse. And it got so bad that, that Justice and his family were exploring selling many of their properties. And a side note, if, if you were thinking about selling them so that you would then have the value to pay off the creditor what you owe, Credit Suisse or, or whatever owns it now, but instead they go up for auction and that value is not yours anymore, like yeah. those things don't really go together very well. Right. So, so anyway – a big debt to Credit Suisse or whatever owns it anymore. Another lender, Carter Banks, is going after the justices for $300 million. And so it appears to me that those sources of financial fluidity, loans, big loans, they, they appear to have dried up in a dramatic and intense manner. And if you don't have that, then... Is it a cause and effect that you no longer can pay 
the smaller debts that, that Howard and I are talking about. Um, nobody has spelled that out in a court document or anywhere else. It's just, you know, from observation, you know, a bunch of things are going on. And if you don't have the availability of cash from these lenders, and at the same time, you're unable to pay a variety of other things, it, it stands to reason that the things are connected. Several of the attorneys for some of the folks now bringing action against him have begun now recently to raise the question, does he even have the money? And certainly this $75,000 thing would be, I mean, that would, that would be a great question. What, you don't even have $75,000? I, I can't remember who it was, but one of the attorneys said, you know, is, is, he, is he near bankruptcy? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's what's been said by some of these attorneys who are looking at the the fact that they, they just can't seem to pay their bills. I believe uh, they're talking about the company having shuffled monies, the companies, different companies shuffling money around. They're doing on-time payments. When cash comes into one company, they move it to wherever it is needed to pay in other companies. Again, these are things that some of the attorneys are saying. Um, but you've got to begin to wonder about that. You're right. And, you know, some of these are, are sort of lower-profile court cases where that issue is raised. One is a company called Five Mile that's been in court with justice since 2012. Another is this company X-Cole that there's been more written about yeah. and focused on lately. But in both of those, they're, they, they are owed the money by justices. It's, it's already gone to court and been litigated. And the question is, well, where is the money? Do you have the means to pay? And that's how these things come out. In the five-mile case, Justice's own attorneys have said, you know, the companies don't have the money. And so, you know, the question in court is an exploration of, well, it's, it's 100 companies in the, in the family corporate network. Is there anything anywhere? And this is the lingering question. Is there anything? I, it, to me, you know, we, we follow politics. It's an interesting political question because – uh, Justice, at least originally, made his political bones by saying, "I'm a business guy. I done done it." And I'm a billionaire. He was. He, he's. The, he, I'm a billionaire. He's the the Greenbrier owner. Now he's he's got this high profile Senate campaign, and he says these things are being used against him. But also, is there is there a practical and human nature effect? If you're a guy who has a reputation for being a business guy, but you can't pay your bills, but you are also asking people to donate to your campaign. <laughs> How can Brad Howard into our own pockets and, and pay, you know, whatever for right. your campaign right. when you're in this situation? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. There is another story uh, fairly recently floating around. It's not a property story, but it's healthcare premiums. A judge has ordered his companies. And again, it's a relatively small amount of money. But a judge has ordered the, the companies to pay health care premiums to retired minors. Mm -hmm. This was a case where it's required by the federal government for uh, the, the kinds of coal businesses that justice owns uh, to pay for those, those health care premiums for the retired minors. And in this case, there is, there's a minor or a handful of minors representing the group. And it, again, is not a large amount of money. Uh, the judge ordered the payment of $109,000 for the, the premiums themselves from July 15, 2017 through just this past May 15, 2023. Just just $109,000, which would be expensive to me and Howard, but, you know, this is these are coal companies we're talking about. Uh, plus, plus some money on interest and, and attorney's fees and everything else. And it's it's just amazing that you know that they're in the, the situation on this. You know, and getting back to what the governor said, he, he said we we always make do on on what we owe, and you've got to just be patient. And this is another case where, you know, it's it's a social contract and a requirement of the federal government, but they're trying to collect on debt from 2017. You know, um, for coal miners, you and I and uh, Stephen and I have frequently talked about and Hoppy says this often, 
the fact that the governor doesn't pay his bills is kind of something that we've known for a long time, uh, for better or ill. And either we think it's a bad thing or a good thing, but I don't know that the additional information about not paying taxes and so on or, or not, not paying his loans, I don't know that that's going to make a difference in a, in a campaign. But executive producer Bob Slider here has frequently pointed out that when it turns to talking about the people who work for him, it might become a little bit different. And that's what I'm talking about here with these health care. The, governor, uh, the governor's companies have not paid health care premiums to retired minors. Now we're talking about people, not property. Uh, that might resonate more. And if we hear more of these kind of stories, that might become more of a political liability for him. Yeah, you know, and it's coming at him from both sides. This, this particular issue owing on the health care benefits for retired minors, he, he's getting hit by Club for Growth, which is going to bat for Alex Mooney, the right. other most prominent candidate in the Republican Senate campaign. But they've got an ad that hasn't gone into a lot of play yet, but it says they did backbreaking work mining coal for Jim Justice. How did Justice repay them? That's the thing. He didn't. So they're going after him. Right. Meanwhile, on the other side, the Democratic Party in West Virginia, Mike Pushkin, uh, put out a statement on Friday saying that it's a failure of Jim Justice's coal companies to fulfill their obligations under the union retiree benefit plan. So, you know, horseshoe effect, he's getting nailed on both sides. And it's easy to sympathize, I think, with those retired minors who have been guaranteed their health care. And one of the elements of it is just not paying, being forced to by a judge. Governor said uh, in one of your stories I read, it's easy to catch a lot of arrows because you're a public official. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. <clears throat> that's what happens. That's why a lot of people don't want to become public officials, because suddenly your your personal matters and your family finances get, uh, you know, get attention that maybe you, you really you really don't want to have. So um, for a guy who was a billionaire and for a guy who uh, claims to be this powerful executive and a guy who is governor of the state, um, in some ways, he really has a thin skin, does he not? You know, we did not ask him any questions about his finances during the most recent briefing. The, the stories were out there, but we didn't say, you know, how, how are you dealing with this? What's going on? But he spent the last 12 minutes, his conclusion, telling us to back off, saying that that these are largely businesses that he has handed off to his son and daughter, saying that he believes there is an attack by by the Biden administration, by the liberal media, all, all trying to make him look bad because the stakes are so high. I, I would counter that if you are already the governor and you're aiming to be a U.S. senator, yes, you're going to be under scrutiny. But also those those come with an even greater degree of social obligation. So the governor of the state who went around last year campaigning on, on the premise that property taxes are very important to local governments. I'm talking about the Amendment 2 talk. Yeah, that's true. Property taxes are very important to local governments. They depend on that oxygen. And then you, the governor, have your name on properties up for auction because the property taxes have not been made good. Well, you know, you're going to be under some scrutiny if yeah. you're in that position. It does not look uh, good. If you are a, if you are a Senate candidate and your businesses are not paying the federally federally required health care premiums for retired minors, that might be a point of contention too. I, 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 I would think I would think so. Well, I'm trying really hard not to be you know, I'm trying to trying to be kind as much as I can, but there's no way to avoid talking about these stories. So there you go. Uh, Brad, I gotta let you go. Listen, can I can I just talk to just talk to you personally just for a quick second? Yeah, let's just have a private talk. Yeah, well, listen, will you will you ask Hoppy if there's any openings down there at Metro News? Because well, because apparently apparently the 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 Watchdog Morning Show team got motivated by the Russian incursion over the weekend and I believe they're telling me that they're preparing to mutiny against me. 
And I'm not sure it, what will happen if they do. So I'm just trying to cover my bases. You understand what I'm saying, Hop? If, if the team, if the team, you know, decides to act upon it, and if it's if it's any longer lived than the Russian incursion was, uh, oh boy, I could I could be in trouble. Oh, so man. just you know, I'm just. So what you need to do is send Bob off to St. Clairsville, and then <laughs> and then merge the rest of the mercenary team into uh, your existing army. There we go. <laughs> and you just hold up for a few days. Yeah. And it'll all be fine. No, I'm just I'm just it's just between you and me. I just I'm just trying to cover my bases just in case they in case they the in case they drive me out. I gotta. Got to see see what I can do. All right. What, hey, what I would do, actually, is buy breakfast for all of them. And then <laughs> there we go. There now we... you're talking, Brad. That was one of our demands. <laughs> With this gang, food is an easy buyout. <laughs> you're right. All right, Brad, I appreciate your time this morning, as always. Thanks a lot. We'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Thanks, Howard. Brad McElhinney from Metro News checking in this morning. Hopefully he's got a job down there in case in case, in case the – these guys turned against me. Although the people are speaking on my behalf, right, Karen? You got you, the people are speaking on my behalf. For sure. No, no, you got you got a text saying that. that, that oh uh, yeah, my mom said that I really need to pass my internship class, so this whole revolution needs to wait till next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At least till Thursday. Seven forty twenty till the hour. Adam's up next. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your seven news headlines on this June the twenty sixth. The West Virginia State Police are still investigating an armed standoff with Weirton authorities that resulted in one person being injured and the gunman being killed. Police were called to a home on Weir Avenue Saturday morning. Officials say 82-year-old Carl Gist shot his neighbor, 67-year-old Cassandra Jeter, while she was mowing the lawn. They say Jeter was flown by medical helicopter to a Pittsburgh hospital after suffering a gunshot wound to her neck. After the shooting, officials say just barricaded himself in his home for several hours. Tear gas was eventually deployed into his home. Police say he exited holding a semi-automatic pistol and was ordered multiple times to drop the weapon before he pointed the handgun at officers and was shot by police. He was taken to Weirton Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. And we cross state borders between Ohio and West Virginia frequently without much thought. The laws and landscape are different but similar, and our daily lives take us from one state to the other for work, shopping, and recreation. However, there is one notable difference between the two states. In the Mountain State, you can drive ATVs and UTVs on public roads, but Monroe County Sheriff Charles Black Jr. wants to make it clear that this is not allowed in the Buckeye State. He has had cases recently where West Virginia residents rode their UTVs into Monroe County, not realizing it is against the law. He says if you're caught, you can be cited and fined. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital and Reynolds Memorial Hospital hosted their annual picnic to celebrate the lives of cancer survivors. This was the second annual Cancer Survivors Day picnic held in person at Wheeling Park, honoring those who survived from the battle they've endured with their cancer diagnosis. There was also several door prizes and baskets available for survivors and their loved ones to win at the event. That was a look at your headlines. Have a great start to your work week, everyone. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. 
Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. Featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery. Improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Someone in this world that I'll always choose to love. From now on, you're only someone that I used to love. As for me, it's getting down to the last unspoken part When you must begin to ease the pain of a broken heart Tell me why should Darren, I even Howard picked the music. I think he's breaking up with me. I'm not sure. Yeah, they're playing this at all the frats these days. <laughs> I want to know if Garen knows any of the songs we're going to play today. Any of them. So far, any it's a strong no. Uh, any of the songs that we're going to play. I might weep. I might weep. These are breakup songs, you know. Seriously, how are you breaking up with me or what? Uh, you're breaking up with me. No, we just had the man. We hope there's not a breakup. More in the I, studio. I, I, I need to talk to Adam. I need to talk to Adam Fike. Bring Adam in here. Adam Fike. Good morning, Adam. Yeah. Listen. Whose side are you on? There is, I need. I need. Stay to strong, know, Adam. Stay strong. With, I, apparently, there is following up on the Russian insurrection that occurred this weekend. It's gotten the team here a little, uh, little, got a little feisty, and uh, they're talking about uh, they're talking about overthrowing the leadership, which of course would be well, me. I need to know what side are you on. Hello. You could be Switzerland with me. <laughs> Hello, well, Adam. What's your reasoning for it? What's what is the both sides of the story here? Well, they do want they want breakfast every day. That's one of the demands they're making. I can agree with that. So you're on their side. Well, for now, for now, you just have to finish your story. I don't know. I don't even want the story. That's it. They just tell me <laughs> they want to overthrow me. It's 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 they want to overthrow the government here, and I am the government. Well, why do they want to overthrow you? Why do you want to overthrow me? Well, like Vladimir Putin, you're just taking more and more and more, Howard. You know, we're, we're negotiating. We're trying to negotiate first, Adam. But uh, you know what? It's, it's getting serious. I, I'm going to have to be looking for some other job or something. I, or I'm just or, or you know, just like Putin, I'm going to put the boot down. I'll put the boot on your throat, boy. Yeah, well, remember, who was the guy before him that they kind of ushered off to the side? Yeah, Howard, maybe that, yeah. Right. Adam? You can only be Switzerland for so long, and then you're going to have to take sides. Switzerland's so you, still Switzerland. You got it. You got to think about this, pal. Which side are you on? Are you going to go with well, the I, morning show leadership team? That's me. Or the well, rank like and the file, the plebeians over there. I like the idea of breakfast, but I've already made you my honorary weather observer, so I'm stuck in the middle. <laughs> All right. I'll be the, you know what, Howard? I'll be the U.S. at the beginning of World War II. I'm neutral until it actually directly affects you. Affects you. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty good. All right. Well, let's talk about the weather. Kind of a mixed bag today, I guess. It's not a terrible start. I mean, yes, it's cloudy. But much of the day shouldn't be, I would say, too bad. Yes, it's going to continue to be humid. We'll see a couple pop-up storms this afternoon. Pretty much same tomorrow. But, I mean, it's going to be warm. Piers of sunshine, piers of clouds, might get a couple rumbles of thunder. So it's not going to be a washout, but not going to be fantastic either. But a little bit of rain, possible, this afternoon. A little bit of rain, possible. And it's another one of those days that just they pop up wherever they want. So it's 
almost impossible to forecast. Like, oh, yeah, Wheeling's going to get rain. It's just going to be a large area. Yeah, there's going to be showers that pop up in our area. Just don't know exactly where they're going to settle up. All right, Adam, just- let's let's cut to the chase. I get down here at 10. Do I have time to get home and, and get a little grass cut or, or not? Well, Bob, if you – I'm not trying to call you out, but I'm saying if you would have listened to my forecast this morning on <laughs> 5 and 6, you would have known that I would have said today is today and tomorrow are both poor days to get the grass cut. Wednesday afternoon and all day Thursday are they going to be the grass cutting days. All right, buddy. I'm with you. I'm not even going to think about cutting grass today or tomorrow. Howard, Wednesday is grass cutting day. Thank Wednesday you. Wednesday is grass cutting day. All right. And, Adam, it looks like as we walk our way through the week, you kind of gave us a look at Wednesday. Thursday looks like a pretty good day, right? I would say Wednesday is probably going to be the best day. I would only say this because, actually, this is this is just in my opinion. Wednesday afternoon, we'll start to see sunshine. We're in the 70s, and it's not too humid. Okay. Thursday, we're sunny. We're in the low 80s and dew points of the 60s. So it's going to feel pretty sticky and uncomfortable. Okay. That's going to be the same thing for Friday. So when I would say Wednesday afternoon is the grass-cutting day, while Thursday and Friday are the pool days. Okay, that makes sense. All right. Because Thursday looks like it's going to be mostly sunny, right? Everybody, every other day has at least some mixture of clouds and or possible rain. But Thursday looks like it's just going to be basically a sunny day. And humid, I, I see that, on a humid day, right? Yep, very humid, sunny. Even Wednesday, anything rain is just in those early morning hours before sunrise. Sky's clear. Friday, any rain is during the overnight hours, but clouds increase. So Thursday's the most beautiful looking day but it's probably going to be the most uncomfortable feeling as well uh into the weekend tell me what we got still still since it's that six seven day time frame depends on how the system sets up if it continues on the track it's on right now we could see more showers and storms saturday and sunday saturday would be warm front comes through so temperatures get bumped into the upper 80s cold front comes through sunday bringing more showers and storms but as of right now, I only have it as a chance for showers and storms, just depending on how that system actually sets up later this week. All right. All right. But today's just going to – so today's not Bob's best grass-cutting day, though. Nope. All right. Wednesday or Thursday. Go home, take a nap, pal. Sounds good to me. We'll see you uh, tomorrow, comrade. Comrade? Don't call him comrade. He's, he's part of my team. No, 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 Howard. He's in the middle right now. He's going to come over to our side. Uh, Adam, you got to – you have to – somewhere along the way – just like the United States did have to do at the beginning, of the, at somewhere along the way, you're going to have to pick a side in this. So you be. You I be, will, but only when the evidence is clear. I'm not just going to pick sides just quite yet. All right. Well, you think about it. 72 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 69 at the Highlands, 68 in Elm Grove, and 70 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Adam, uh, good talking to you. I'm really so happy to have you on the team here every day on the Watchdog Morning Show, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Back to you then. Thank you. It's 9 before the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Bob Slider has sports coming up. Um, we, I, I'm sure you will talk about, and then later on we should talk about, uh, there is a new basketball coach at WVU, interim Yes. And uh, what is that going to mean? You and I can kick that around. Tell me what you think. Your buddy Beeline did not make the cut, at least not this time around. Think he might come back? I think that's something they might consider later? No, I think that ship has sailed. If, if they're not introducing him as the next head coach, Howard, it's it's over. Yeah, this would have been the, if he was if that was what they're going to do, this would have been the time. We'll talk more about that and slider on sports coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hey there, Dave Weekly here. Metro News Hotline presents what's trending in sports, music, movies, tech, television, and more from a Mountain State point of view. Renowned local and national guests pepper the daily lineup with authoritative insights and commentary on a wide variety of topics from West Virginia high school sports to the financial markets. Join the fun. Every day, Coop and I dip into irreverent discussions with calls, texts, tweets, the question of the day, and the always popular in or out. Metro News Hotline, weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Hello, Ohio Valley. This is Kate Delaney inviting you to join me overnight here on The Watchdog. Whether it's talking to big names in entertainment or sports, discussing the latest political news, or just chatting about life, I'll be here to keep you company on The Watchdog, WVLY AM 1370, FM 97.7, or online at watchdognetwork.com. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. 
from Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. It's the summer's hottest party, the Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza, presented by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza Hall Market in downtown Cleveland. Enjoy food trucks, beer, and wine, and all-day live music starring Cleveland's number one party band, The Players Club, and Pittsburgh party powerhouse, Jukebox. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. What did you think I would do at this moment? This one could bring tears. When you're standing before me. Easy, Howard. With tears in your eyes. Don't cry in front of the young girl, Howard. I'm going to try. Found you another. You just don't love me yeah. no more. Huh. What did you think I would say at this moment when I'm faced with the knowledge that you? All right. Get it, get it together. Howard. No, I gotta. We gotta move on. Billy Vare and the Beetle, Beetle, <laughs> Beaters. Billy and the Beaters. And uh, what did you think I would do at this moment? Of course, that became that was a song on its own. That became popular. Why, Bob? Do you know why it became very popular? I do. It was featured on the television show that we talked about last week, uh, Family Ties Family with Alex Ties. B. Keaton. Fa- Family and, Ties. And it was Heartbreak City. His girlfriend broke up with him, and this really became the, uh, the number one song in the country. And then it, it jumped off from there and became popular. And I <clears throat> and then whatever happened to Billy Veter, Veer and the Beaters? Yeah, I don't know. I don't they, know. They, I think they, he, he cried himself to death. Yeah, said it was just too painful for him to <laughs> sing anymore. <clears throat> All right, let me... <clears throat> Yeah, it's a very emotional song there. I it's see just, that. It's just a very emotional song. I definitely knew that. 7.55, 5 before the hour on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's time for Slider on Sports. Let me see if I can get a tear. It's, it's hard to read the sports, Howard, with a tear in my eye. You know what I'm saying? I do. All right, give me a second here. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, boy, they feel like crying. They might be crying. The Pittsburgh Pirates were <laughs> shut out yesterday by the Florida Marlins by a score of 2 to nothing. Marlins starter, rookie Yuri Perez, gave up four hits, no runs, nine strikeouts, and six innings. Four to second baseman, Luis Juarez, was one for four. Why am I mentioning him, Howard? I don't know. He's flirting with 400. He's, he's right now batting 399, and for the month of June, he's hitting 438. The guy's on fire. The Pirates are not. They have lost 12 out of their last 13. Listen to this, Howard. I mean, this is just pathetic. The bats are really slumping. Rodolfo Castro, 0 for 18. Austin Ooh. Hedges, 0 for 16. Ooh. Jawan Bay, 0 for 22. Ooh. Jack Swalinski, 0 for 29. Ooh. That's a combined 0 for 86 this hey, weekend. Yikes. Johan Oviedo, a quality start, one earned run, struck out six through seven innings. He drops to 3-8 and eight on the season. The Pirates off today. We'll start a six-game homestand. Tuesday against the San Diego Padres, Rich Hill will get the start. The Reds have cooled off. They dropped two to Atlanta this weekend. Since he's still in first place in the National League Central, half game over Milwaukee, the Pirates, five and a half games out of first place, just three games ahead of the last place, St. Louis Cardinals. College World Series, Florida hammers LSU. Do you remember when they were in first place? I do. It's been a while, Howard. <laughs> Florida hammers LSU 24 24- 24 to 4. That series is tied up one game apiece. Winner takes all tonight. You can catch it on ESPN first pitch right around 6 o'clock. The PGA Tour was in Cromwell, Connecticut this weekend for the Travelers Championship. Your winner, Keegan Bradley. He wins by two shots over Zach Blair and Brian Harmon. He shoots a 23 under in pockets. Three million six hundred thousand dollars, and Howard mentioned is that Saudi money. I don't know whose money it is. I wouldn't care as long as that check cashes. <laughs> I do not care. In case you missed it, it is official. The new men's basketball coach at West Virginia University on an interim period is Josh Ellert. Did I get that right, Howard? Eilert, I think. Josh Eilert. 
Coach Allard has uh, spent the last – this is kind of surprising. He has spent the last 16 seasons yeah, right. on the Mountaineer basketball staff. So, uh, good luck to him. Worked his way up from – I think he went in as a video co- co- coordinator or something like huh. that. Worked his way all the way up to uh, – uh, assistant coach. I can do anything. And now he's the uh, now he's the now he's the coach. Absolutely. One year contract, so he'll be there through the year through next season. Yeah. Um, which gives them a chance to uh, Ren Baker and the WVU athletic department a chance to take more time to look around, and that's basically what Baker said yesterday or said over the weekend. Said you know, it's just a bad time. This is a bad time. We're looking for a coach. So, yeah, well, to me, they had a coach. He came down, I think. I think they negotiated, but they didn't hire him. So, Beeline, I believe, did come in. Yeah. yeah. Slider on Sports correct. Time, 759. We'll talk more about that, uh, the Eilert thing coming up in the next hour of the show. And it, it looks like maybe some of the folks who are going to transfer out when Huggins quit are going to maybe that's encouraging. change their mind. So, that's a good thing. So we'll, uh, we'll talk more about that coming up in the next hour of the show. And Wheeling ranked among the top locations in the country to raise a family, family-friendly city. Not a big surprise to me. It shouldn't be to anybody, oh, except for those idiots who write on social media I'm anymore. Surprised. But we will uh, talk about that with uh, Vice Mayor Chad Bowman coming up next hour. Right now we'll talk about uh, ABC covering the world, the Russian incursion. I wish they just wouldn't do too much on that since my own team's thinking about <laughs> overthrowing me. Uh, and the latest on the explosion, uh, implosion of the uh, Titan undersea uh, submersible last week and more. ABC covers the world now at 8 o'clock. If I... 8.1 AM 1600 WKKX Wheeling. FM 97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From ABC News... I'm Sherry Preston. New severe weather alerts today after another deadly tornado outbreak across the Midwest and South. ABC's Owen Lopez is in Greenwood, Indiana, where a twister touched down on Sunday, killing one and damaging at least 75 homes. That line of severe storms wreaking havoc, snapping trees in half. Crews tell us they've been working around the clock to clear debris from the roads. Officials say that some areas could be without power for up to five days. 